guys, I'm Stephanie from the Superpowered Fancast. Of course you know that or you would not be here. This is my first mini episode, so please bear with me. I'm going to talk about my favorite tag teams pretty much ever. So again, this is a list of my opinions, the ones I like. This does not mean they are the best technical wrestlers. This does not mean that they have had a ton of WrestleMania moments. This just, these are just the people that warm my heart and make me feel all fuzzy and happy and such. So I'm going to start off with probably my favorite tag team of all time. If you know me at all, which you probably don't, unless you're, you know, my family. Hi, mom. Love you. I really, really, really love the Brothers of Destruction. If you don't know who the Brothers of Destruction is, are you a wrestling fan? No, I'm joking. But of course you know who they are because they're amazing. Um, so it's the the Brothers of Destruction, you know, that leads directly into The Undertaker and Kane, who are awesome and intimidating by themselves. So when they first teamed up, I was super young. And I loved them both because obviously I needed a little bit of counseling or something. But I did love them. Um, when they teamed up, I was like, oh, crap. I honestly believe that there was no one in wrestling that could beat them at all. They were seven foot tall. They look like skyscrapers. They've made deals with the devil. Hellfire was involved. So you're telling me that anyone can beat them? Nah. They did lose some matches, but that's besides the point. <laughs> that's not important. Their presence was probably my favorite thing about them. They took control of the ring you know, even when The Undertaker went to the American Badass Taker, um, it just, it kind of heightened it because it allowed The Undertaker to be more vocal about things and not just dark and dreary. And that really played well. They had funny banter for the first time ever. And I don't think I, at before that point that I remember there being anything humorous about any of, either of them. So that was super awesome to see. I was scared of them. I was scared of them. I wanted to be them. You know, I was super jealous of Sarah because I was like, oh, I want two big bouncers, you know, that are deranged a little bit. But they were amazing. They had really great matches. You know, and when their music hit, you know, if you go back and watch some videos, you can just see the crowd and the crowd's reaction. It was a huge pop and everyone just knew that was crap was about to go down. Be proud of me, Danny, wherever you are. Because I did not say a bad word. You're welcome. You just knew stuff was about to get serious real quick. I love them. I don't, I don't know how else to explain it other than I love them because they were so believable. Because they were, you know, written as brothers and it made sense. Because to me, there was before Kane came, there was no equal to The Undertaker. And here's his little brother who is equal, in, you know, physically. You know, he wears that mask. Super scary. And... I love them. They were, they took control of everything. And probably one of my favorite moments is the feud with Stone Cold Steve Austin and Triple H when they were teaming up in 2001, just the whole 2001 period of Raw and the Brothers of Destruction were awesome. I was actually rewatching them the other day and I, I love them still because it's super, super great. But you had, you had them paired against it, you know, the unlikely team of Triple H and Stone Cold that, you kind of looked at them and you're like, okay, I get it. We're both bad guys right now. I don't see how y'all y'all are gelling. And on the other side of the ring, you had Kane and Taker. And you completely understood why they worked well together. And I love all forms of them. I love when they fight each other. I love when they still come out and save each other. You know, pretty much every time. I'm pretty sure if you watch Wrestle, like you can ask all the people that watch WrestleMania with me. I'm just like, come out and help. Help him. 
help your brother because I'm, I believe in kayfabe that way. I still believe in the tooth fairy too. It's just things that happen in life. But no, I, I really love them. They had, you know, they had the tag belts a couple times, um, but that really wasn't, they could have never had the tag, cha- tag team championships in my eyes and still been the most dominant tag team of that era. Just by their presence, the promos, their entrances, everything. The Hardys. So I, I, I'm, a, I'm a young lass, you know, and growing up watching wrestling, I was like, oh, yay, sparkles. I love everyone. And then the Hardy Boys showed up and I was like, oh, my God. It was like, you know, everyone has like a gateway rock band. You know, if you're my age, you have like a gateway scene band or whatever. So the Hardys were my gateway into being like, I want to be edgy. I like trip pants and fishnets and different color hair. That's awesome. You know, I'm not going to wear a thong. Love you, Lita. You can wear it, but I got you. I'm not going to just do that. But I wanted to be them. I wanted to be with them. They were great. Other than being young and being, you know, when you see something pretty and you just stare at it and you're like, yes. They, when they showed up and really showed up, not just, you know, in their couple of throwaway matches before they were the Hardy Boys. I'm talking about what the Hardy Boys we all know. They were so different from everything I had seen. You know, again, I was a kid. I was still, I would have slapped you in the face if you told me wrestling was not real. I'm just going to say, I would, I would have physically harmed you because you're taking away my Santa Claus at this point. When they showed up and they were brothers, and as you can see, there'll be a theme to this mini episode. I really like when families wrestle together. It's my favorite thing. Probably because my brother, I call him my tag team partner for life. You know, in that, in that world in our heads where we're actually a tag team. You know, we have, we made that up. But it, it's a thing one day when we're like 50. But I, I really like that dynamic, obviously. You know, if they're real brothers, fake brothers, I don't care. If you can make me believe you're related, I'm, a, I'm on your side. I got your back. But they showed up and they were different and edgy. And all of a sudden they started doing these crazy things that made me worry for their safety. I kind of questioned their sanity a little bit. You know, I'm pretty sure I I still go back and watch their matches and I'm like, Jeff's dead. He's dead. He died. I saw him die right there. He's dead. He's not moving. But they they were the highlight reel. Honestly, you know, everyone's seen that moment. Every WrestleMania where poor little old Jeff Hardy's hanging, you know, from the belt and Edge spears him off of it. And it's insane. But they really put everything on the line and they they didn't care. There were so many times when they could have won a match if they would have just focused on pinning their opponent instead of going to the top rope or going to the top of a 20-foot ladder and doing something insane. You know, in hindsight, you're like, oh, why didn't you just... He was there. Why did you have to screw yourself over? But then you remember, like, well, if they had done that, we wouldn't have had this moment. Um, probably one of my favorite... Hardy Boys matches. Of course, Jeff and Matt. I'm sorry if I didn't say Matt's name. I love him too. He's special um, in my heart as well. But, you know, I'm a Jeff girl. I was always a Jeff girl. I'm sorry. It's just, you know, you, you pick. Everyone has a favorite band member. Everyone has a favorite Hardy Boy. You know, people like Matt. If you like Matt, you're wrong. But you're there. That's that's totally cool. Um, Was a steel cage match with Edge and Christian. First of all. You tell me, okay, the Hardy Boys are going to be in a steel cage match with Edge and Christian. And I'm like, oh, stuff's about to hit the fan. Holy crap. I'm scared. It was a great match. I love Edge and Christian. I do, but 
you know, again, Hardy Boys all the way. I, I didn't care who else was in the ring. I, I loved them more. So, sorry. Um, it was a great match. It really, really set the tone for me still loving the Hardy Boys. It was the first match. It's the first one that comes to mind when I think of them, you know, despite all the other highlight moments and all their other great matches, because they have a ton. But it's really what stands out to me. And it stands out to me because, as I was saying before, you see where Jeff, you know, Jeff gets on the top of the steel cage at one point, And, you know, you're like, just climb over. Just just come on. Just come on over. And he chooses to do a swanton off the top. And you're like, okay, you can do that, too. That's that's fine. But no, it was a great moment. And also Lita running down, doing Alita Karana on Christian. Super awesome. She was she was my queen. And then when they get to the top of the ladder and there's Edge and they, you know, do a double. I lost that name of that move and my wrestling fan card is being taken away from me. But you know what I'm talking about where you hit people with the chairs. You got me. I feel you. When they did that and Edge fell back and they they climbed over and they won, I was happy and I'm still happy. I can still go back and watch that match and be completely satisfied with the ending, completely engaged. Even though I've seen it a million times, I can be completely engaged in what's happening because they're just so entertaining for all their faults and yada, 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 whatever. They were entertaining and believable. And you knew when they hit the ring, it was going to be a good time because they were there to entertain you. So going from the Hardy Boys on to the Legion of Doom slash Road Warriors. Talk about tag team royalty for a second. I think every tag team should aspire to be the, what the Road Warriors were. Like, because I don't think of Hawk without thinking about Animal. I don't think about Animal without thinking about Hawk. And to me, that's that's kind of the building foundation of what a good tag team is, is that you're a tag team. You're not, a, you're not two people that just so happen to be written in a storyline together and you go to the ring and yay, we win, we lose, we're the championship, we're the champions, it doesn't matter. They're so synonymous with one another and they really set the tone for what a tag team is. I mean, they've had a ton, 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 ton of tag belts everywhere. So I mean, it's a long list, a very long list. And I will probably miss a few of them if I try to go through them. But there was a lot. But they had great, great moves. And come on, just their, their face paint, you know, the way their bodies were, you know, the football pads with the spikes. Frightening. I like frightening people, obviously. I like families and frightening people. That's what makes me who I am. That is actually such a true statement. I, I, I just connected that dot. I'm finding myself in this mini episode. But no, they were scary and just kind of deranged a little bit. But they were intimidating. And the Doomsday Device is one of the best tag team finishers of all time. We've seen other people try to duplicate it and some stuff's gone wrong. You know, if you can't do it, don't do it. Because it's kind of like a holy grail move in my book. Because... I know what you do when you put people up in the doomsday device. And every time you do, you have to live up to what Hawk and Animal did. And if you can't do that, then just get down. Just get down. I don't I don't want to see it. They had a great manager, uh, Precious. I'm not just saying Precious because, yes, I do say that word a lot. You know, if you listen to our last episode, which you should, you'll hear me say Precious about 18 times. <laughs> but Precious Paul Ellering was phenomenal. He was so, he was such a contrast to what they were. 
Like, here he was in his suit with his rolled up newspaper and stuff. And here's like these two hounds from hell, you know, that he just unleashes on people. And it worked. It worked. And just everything from their voices, the way they carried themselves, the way they celebrated together. You knew that if you messed with one of them, if you, you know, you broke off one of them, that the other one was going to come and avenge his, his teammate. And it was, it's just great. Um, I don't have a favorite Road Warrior match because I love all of them. There's some of them I don't like um, later on in their career, just, you know, for reasons. But look them up. They're, they're great. They're not just, I'm going to, you know, talk about the Road Warriors. Because when you talk about tag teams, everyone talks about the Road Warriors. But if you haven't taken the time to actually watch their matches, please do so. And love them as much as I do. Because they're, they're one of the best, one of the best tag teams of ever. And I don't think anyone could ever duplicate their style. You know, because it's very much a strong style. It's very close workings. And it's a lot of big men you know, just kick and tail. So it's awesome. And that brings me to the wild Samoans. Deranged, you know, I said deranged earlier. I really should have saved that word for them. I mean that with all the love in my heart and all the happiness I can express. The wild Samoans to me, like they wrestled barefoot. Their hair was like really crazy. They, you know, they weren't Ric Flair. They were not Hulk Hogan. They were literally, it looks like they just walked up into the arena from God knows where and scared the crap out of everyone. I'm sorry. When Sika looks at the camera, go on YouTube, go on YouTube, look up the Wild Samoans. When Sika or Alpha looks at the camera with those eyes, you're just like, Ugh. if you think the Wyatt family is a little creepy, no, no. The Wild Samoans look like they could eat you for breakfast and they probably could because they are crazy. Again, they've had tons and tons and tons of tons and tons of tag titles. Um, they are Hall of Famers, and so is the Legion of Doom. I didn't mention that. My bad. I'm so sorry. They are in the Hall of Fame for very, very good reasons, not just because they've had, you know, a couple of good matches. They wrestled everywhere, and they've dominated everywhere. And, you know, especially when they were with Captain Lou Albano, it was a match made in crazy heaven, I feel, because, the, again, they were crazy. But it worked. It it didn't feel like some of the older gimmicks back in the 80s when people would come to the ring and be like, oh, I'm crazy. And they would act all like, I don't know, not crazy, but just awkward. And it wasn't believable. You couldn't believe that they were about to be serious because they were trying so hard to be serious that it was a joke. Again, the 80s were the era of the, was the era of the colorful gimmicks which is totally fine I appreciate that I love it but in an era where some people were trying so hard to get a gimmick over the wild Samoans just showed up and they were who they were no matter where they went and you, you just respect you they just demanded respect and I love them I, I I do I love that whole family but I love them because when I think of tag teams you know they're they're in that they're in that mix just because it looks it looks like they just didn't care. They came to fight. That's all they came to do. And then they left. And then the next day, they showed up to fight again. And then they left. It was awesome. Okay, so the New Age Outlaws, they're on my list purely for the entertainment aspect of them. They've had great matches. They're fantastic. And they are, they are actually the only two members of DX on this list. Um, because I consider DX more of a faction 
than a tag team, even though Triple H and Shawn Michaels tag teaming is fantastic. But that's a side note. Um, the New Age Outlaws, like I said, they were pure, pure entertainment. They were fun, funny. They kept attention on themselves. You know, they were loud and it was great. They got the crowd involved. And even when they were heels, they were still fun to watch. Um, but like I said, I don't particularly have a favorite match that I recall of them. I just like their in-ring presence. I like their in-ring presence a lot. And they're very different. There have been tag teams that try to entertain like they did, that, that like they did and like they do when they come back, but they just fall a little bit short. So purely for their charisma and just the entertainment value of them, they're on my list and I do heart them. And they are six-time tag team champions, as they will tell you in their intro. So they're fun, too. Um, moving on to the Usos. They're fantastic. I know some of their matches, you know, here recently have been kind of, man, they were hurt for a while, but they're just, you can just tell they're hard workers. They're fun. When their music hits and they do their thing, it's so great. And I think they're fantastic baby faces. Um, they have really great moves. They're, they just, again, like the New Age Outlaws, they have a very good presence. Um, one of my favorite matches with them is the Money in the Bank kickoff show in 2013, I do believe, when they fought The Shield. And on, on a kickoff show. And it was a fantastic match. Like, that was a pay-per-view match. It was not a kickoff show match. And I think they they wanted it to be that. And it was great. Uh, just their high spots are great. They're, you know, when they do moves together, it's great. It's believable. And again, they're brothers going on with the family theme that I tend to be really, really attached to for some reason. But yeah. Um, and even when, you know, they brought um, Naomi in to feud with... Tyson Kidd and Cesaro and Natty it was great because they're so athletic they're high energy all the time and they are really 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 good baby faces there's some of the they're probably the only two baby faces that are legit straight baby faces I don't think they I haven't seen them do anything questionable where I'm like oh that was kind of a heel thing but I I really love them I really love when they're on screen they're fun they're engaging and you want them to win. You root for them. Even if they might not be your favorite, you just want them to win just because of the energy they bring. I do have some honorable mentions just for the fact that I know I've left out quite a lot of tag teams that are fantastic and some of the best of all time. Edge and Christian being one of them. The Dudley Boys being another. I love the Heart Foundation. I love the Heart Dynasty. Um, so they're great. It's just these. this was my... These are my favorites. This is my corner of the tag team universe that I enjoy the most. I do have a few female mentions as well. I really wish WWE would have a female tag championship belt situation. I think that'd be awesome because we always see divas in tag matches. Why not make it, a, you know, make it a championship? It just makes sense, right? So Lay, Lay Cool was Michelle McCool and Layla. They were back in the day. And... I didn't like them during their whole, hmm, what's a nice way to say it? I, I say it. I didn't like them fat shaming Mickey James, who is not fat at all. She probably weighs like 115, if that. Soaking wet, you know, wearing a sweatsuit. She probably weighs 115. <laughs> but either way, they were really great heels. You just didn't like them at all. You didn't root for them. But their in-ring charisma together was great. They always had each other's back. They were, in my opinion, some of the best female 
wrestlers who took that tag team dynamic and just really played on it and really protected it. Even when they were kind of being catty toward each other, you knew they were going to have each other's back. So I really, really, really liked them. I enjoy watching what they do. And they were just entertaining, even though they were kind of douchebags. They were entertaining and they had great finishers. I I don't know. I like them. And even as much as I hated hearing real talk and flawless all the time, they, they were great heels. Probably my favorite female tag team is the Divas of Doom which is Beth Phoenix and Natalia. I really, really like Natty, if you can't tell. She's my girl. I got her back. She's she's perfect, in my opinion. Just because their whole thing was, you know, the Barbie doll era is over, and it was great. Like, pin up strong, that move, when Natty would put, you know, a girl in that move, and Beth would kneel down with a microphone and, you know, say, I want to, you know, cry for me. I want to hear you scream. Like, that was fantastic. I loved it. Because I was like, there's these two females that are strong and athletic and in a time when divas were athletic, but they were more so pretty than they were athletic. And here's these two beautiful females being marketed for their strength and their beauty second. And they were fantastic. They were my favorite. Beth Phoenix is a hoss of a person. (laughs) Yeah. I don't look at many divas and be like... You know, if we were in a, you know, a straight shoot fight, I, you know, I might get a couple licks in. Beth Phoenix would probably wear me as a belt and murder me. (laughs) But I really liked them. Their energy was great. Just their friendship was so pure and believable. And I I was rooting for them. Even though they were supposed to be kind of, you know, bad guys, I was so rooting for them. I wanted them to tear apart everyone ever. So. And of course you can't mention, you know, females female tag teams or female tag matches without mentioning Trish and Lita. Trish and Lita were so great and just iconic by themselves. But when they finally like teamed up and we got to see them, you know, in a tag match against Chris Jericho and Christian, holy crap. I was like, yes, I I just wanted more and more and more of it because I love, I love that. They were not afraid to wrestle men. You know, they looked fantastic. They were full of energy and they entertained and, you know, there's one thing more than I like seeing them fight each other is them teaming up to fight someone else. And that's very hard to do when you kind of throw in two people that have a feud into a tag team. Cause sometimes you're like, okay, yeah, but they were just, they worked just as hard when they fought with each other, you know, as they were when they fought against each other. And I could go on and on and on and talk about Trish and Lita because they are iconic and my favorite. And to me, they redefine women's wrestling. All right. And so last but not least, the Bellas. The Bella Twins. Yes, they get a lot of crap from a lot of people for a lot of things. But when, if you look back from the moment they debuted to now, the growth is so in your face. If you overlook it, you're trying to overlook it because it's, it's there. They've gotten probably a hundred times better over the years and they've been entertaining. I love them as heels personally. I think they work better that way because you kind of don't want to like them. Because, you know, they pull off thinking they're better than you very, very well. But for a long time, they were the standard in which other divas define themselves by. And whether that be a good thing or a bad thing, in your opinion, to me, that still means you're the top divas. And they got a lot of screen time and some of the backstage stuff, like their promos aren't that strong. But again, you if you look at the longevity of careers, you know, Brie and Nikki's, they, they're the most improved divas on the roster right now. Just because, yeah, they were pretty. They may not have had, you know, they might have been naturally athletic, but they weren't wrestlers. They didn't graduate from the dungeon like Natty. 
to me, especially their matches over the past year and a half, two years, just them, you know, even though I didn't like some of the the storylines per se, like the slave and the I wish you died in the womb was a bit, yeah. That was another Charlotte, you know, you're dead to me thing to her dad. It was just awkward and yeah. But I, I do respect them a lot because I think they're very hard. They're hard workers and they put in the work to get better. Even though some people, they'll all, you know, to some people, they'll always be the pretty Bella twins that yada, yada, yada. But I think they've worked their butts off and they deserve all the recognition they get. And they really did define, you know, the Divas tag team division for a long, long time. And even, you know, bleeding into singles competition. You got to respect them for that. All right, guys. And now we've come to the end of our journey together today. Um, Props to anyone that can make a game of how many out of how many times I've said fantastic because I'm I'm pretty sure it's like 37 but I really appreciate you spending your time with me what who was who's your favorite tag teams I'm sure our opinions are different and I would love to hear them so email them to me at superpoweredfancast at gmail.com you can follow us on twitter or tweet us funny things or words of encouragement love notes chocolates promises at superpowered fan and we have a website superpoweredfancast.com and again i appreciate it be on the lookout for more mini episodes from myself jenna danny or darren and yeah stay awesome